everyone. Welcome back to the Just Jay podcast. I am your host, Jay. Um, today I'm actually going to be by my lonesome. I just kind of wanted to come on and talk about myself. <laughs> is that is that selfish of me? I, no, it's not selfish. It's okay to talk about yourself as long as it's in a productive, healthy manner, right? So I mostly wanted to spend this episode talking about my mental health as of 2020, <laughs> as of this bizarre, bizarre year. Everyone's really quick to say that this has been the worst year of their life so far with the pandemic and all the hardships, which are, are very much validated. But I have to say, personally, this has been the best year of my life so far. And it's mostly just because this pandemic has forced me to really look inward. And I'm not here to sit and preach and say that I'm better than anyone else for being able to maybe cope better. Because if I'm being honest, I'm still not coping as well as I could be. But it comes down to your attitude. We are each more than capable of surviving hardships. And as far as finding a healthy lifestyle, I think breathing is number one. If we don't know how to breathe, you're never going to be able to get through any situation. It's about that inhale and exhale. And this year, I kind of found a health guru, and his name is Wim Hof. Now, Wim Hof is a Dutch extreme athlete. He's known by his nickname, the Iceman, because he broke a number of records related to cold exposure. Um, he's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in shorts, you guys. He's ran a half marathon above Arctic Circle barefoot. Barefoot. And he's even stood in a container while covered with ice cubes for more than 112 minutes. With his breathing exercises, you can find a way to calm the breath, to circulate your blood flow, to calm your heart rate, and teach your body that the stressors that it naturally wants to send out, it doesn't have to do that. You can teach yourself to withstand stress, not only physically but mentally. His belief system is that over time, our relationship with the world we live in has changed, right? So our lifestyles have disconnected us from the natural environment. Because of this disconnection, our age-old survival mechanisms are no longer triggered and we've lost touch with our inner power. So his method is based on three powerful pillars, cold therapy, breathing, and commitment. For breathing, his idea is that you have to master scientific breathing techniques that improve your energy level, detox your body, reduce stress levels, and rebalance the nervous system and strengthen your immune system. The ability to, you know, dive deep into your own physiology, that takes such will and such commitment. And I think it's a big step and you have to be ready to take that on, but know that even if you're not ready, it's something you're more than capable of doing and you should take that leap. So I actually learned about Wim Hof from a very close friend of mine and we started off just laying down in his living room with one of his other roommates and we started our breathing. And the idea is to get such a deep belly inhale all the way in. You want to fill entire chest cavity with air. All of your lungs need to be full. And then you let it go. And he does these reps over and over and over again. Inhale, exhale. 
only focus in the mind should be just on breathing. And then at some point you surpass that and you're not even thinking. You're just naturally taking on the breathing without guidance, right? It's what you, what we are capable of doing on our own. So you inhale and you exhale. For like 30 breaths. And what's happening is that you're waking up your body and you come out of it feeling, the way I can describe it is it's kind of like being high. The electricity is going through your nerves and you're just awake and you're ready. Part of Wim Hof's method, knowing that he's the ice man, is to take an ice bath. And so the first time I did the breathing techniques, of course, I had to try the ice bath. It is such a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's one that I wasn't aware that I could do. That was something only crazy people could do, you know, the ones that can jump into Tahoe without going into shock or who knows. But and it was cold at first. My toes were practically frozen, but your body knows that it's capable of withstanding that stress now. And so I sat in that tub for close to five minutes. For most beginners, I would say a minute to three minutes is probably standard. So I hopped out and then I went and stood in the sun and I let my arms spread out wide and I closed my eyes and I just felt the beauty of what the human body is capable of. And that's just physically, you know, but within those physical moments of strength, I'm reminded how much greater my emotional strength is, my mental strength. We're so strong and we go through so much and it's such a beautiful, wonderful thing to allow yourself that knowledge. If anyone out there is curious about the Wim Hof method, I urge you to look him up, read some of his books. If you want to do a nice party with me and my friends, please. It is, it's incredibly grounding to experience with other people. And I highly suggest starting off in group settings just so you guys can get used to it. Now, aside from the king of ice, the king of breathing, Wim Hof, inspiring me to take a second look at the way I'm living. I also joined a yoga class. Once you commit to helping your body be a healthier version of itself, for me personally, I've noticed that my body speaks back to me. And there's one time in particular that's standing out in this moment where back in July, I kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch. And decided to go in for a little nighttime yoga. And we're holding this one pose where I'm stretched out over my left leg. And in that moment, my left side body was saying, you abandoned me. I feel abandoned. And they say that your, your body's split in two. We have a yin and a yang to us. Your yang is associated with masculinity and your yin is meant to be more of a feminine side. And so my left side body, my softer side was saying, I feel abandoned. I feel, I feel left behind. I saw so many flashbacks of myself in moments where I truly felt those sentiments, where I saw myself on the couch as a kid when my parents weren't home, they were out drinking, or I saw myself sitting alone in my room after my sisters had left because they moved out. I saw myself sitting in the car alone after my ex had broken up with me. And all of those images came back to me just in that moment, just holding that yoga pose. My body was trying to say, hey, we're not okay. And I let 
that melt over me. I let myself succumb to that feeling. I also decided to respond. And in my head, I said, I will not abandon you. Me, my physical self, my, my soul will not abandon who I am. My soul will not abandon what I meant to, whatever I meant to be. I will not leave me. And that was such, it's one of those bittersweet things. Having the strength to acknowledge moments of weakness, moments of vulnerability is a monumental thing. And I hope there's moments that each of you is able to find comfort, whether it's in yoga like me or whether it's just pure contemplation over your life. It's okay to, it's okay to accept where we're at. And so that's why yoga has become such a big teaching element for me and how to see how my body has collected trauma. It takes time to be able to comprehend what your body has to say. And I learned about that in a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's about the brain, the mind, and the body in the healing of trauma. This book is written by Bessel van der Kolk. And it has to be one of my all-time favorite books now. It's remarkable. Your trauma, it lives in your brain. Your, your brain, as a survivalistic tendency, is going to find a way to protect you by forcing you to keep on those memories, those horrible memories. Your body keeps those feelings deep, deep inside and sometimes so far within yourself that it's almost unrecognizable. People forget that they experience traumas until something triggers it. And this book actually inspired me to give therapy a second chance, maybe fourth chance, actually. <laughs> I, I never really liked therapy. I had to go when I was younger after my parents separated, and I just felt like it wasn't a match. It didn't seem right. I kind of believe that we come from a society that makes it difficult to seek mental health help without feeling ashamed or feeling like it's wrong, you know, feeling like if we are going through a mental illness or a dark period, it seems people are just that much more unaccepting to talk about it. I genuinely wish when I was a kid, someone would have taught me how to breathe. I wish someone would have taught me that what I feel is always valid. And I wish I had more people that I felt comfortable talking to. It's no one's, it's no one in particular's fault. I think it comes down to the way I fit into the world that I grew up in. I think that's why I want to see a push in education for adolescents, for teenagers, for adults even, that there is, there's a place for each of us to speak on what we're going through. I think people have to be able to process the information that's coming within them and know how to, how to actually say it out loud. It's more than saying, oh, I'm feeling down. Where am I feeling down? If I'm feeling sad, do I feel it in my chest? Where is it rooted in? And a book like The Body Keeps the Score allows us to understand that there's a navigation that occurs within each of us that allows us to fixate on points of trauma physically that associate themselves with our mental states. And to draw that line helps us identify what we're going through. All of this comes down to our ability to comprehend the human experience. And I'm not saying we have to be able to say everything out loud 
But I am saying that at least there needs to be an internal dialogue. And then ideally, grant access to people outside of our personal experiences. Allow us to take down those walls and let people in. Because then we can have this understanding that they're doing the exact same thing we are. And that sounds, oh God, it sounds so cheesy, but it really is just a matter of accepting ourselves and accepting others for everything that we are. And I think that has been my biggest lesson in COVID so far in in this crazy year of 2020, in this year of very, very unfortunate death and disease. And at the end of the day, breathing exercises and yoga and all forms of meditation and, you know, to add on eating healthier, being outside more, actively acknowledging our states of mind. It's my attitude that rules and dictates my experience. I hope now as we come to an end of this podcast and as we come closer to the end of this bizarre year, I hope that people accept the hardships, accept what you're going through, allow yourself to succumb, and then allow yourself to push right through. Inhale, exhale, and step through that barrier. Tell your body, tell your mind, tell your spirit that it can get through it. I didn't quite mean for this to get (laughs) woo-woo, but I think it's so important that we speak on what we do. And you know, this This has very much been my journey so far in 2020. And my journey has been insightful for myself. And I want that for everyone. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) I don't always commit to my regimens. I don't breathe every day like I want to. I cheat, I have cookies, and I eat copious amounts of food. But the difference is that I no longer punish myself. I have to be able to accept the choices that I make regardless of the consequences. If I decide to eat unhealthy, I have to accept the consequences that I might be bloated. I have to accept that maybe I won't feel well the next day. And that's on me. My goal in life is to just know who I am and know that who I am is a changing and evolving human and knowing that there's nothing holding me back. I can create. I can eat wonderful, rich, colorful foods. I can breathe through my worries and I can persevere through these downfalls. So to wrap it up, (laughs) we're all capable of doing better. We're all capable of changing who we are. If there's one thing that I know, it's that I am going to be okay. And I genuinely believe that you're going to be okay too. We just have to breathe. And so with that, I want to just thank each of you for getting through this podcast with me. Um, Thank you for listening to my moments of vulnerability. Thank you for listening to my story. If you have anything that you want to talk about as far as breathing, as far as anxiety, as far as yoga and meditation, do know I'm not a professional. I'm I'm not a trainer by any means, but I am a human. And I'm experiencing this world with you maybe in different ways but still I'm here with you so my lines are open I will get back to you I'm happy to be a presence in your life this has been the Just Shay podcast thanks for listening